0: To Jeff, you bad motherfucker. Oh shit, Jeff in the house. Greetings from Podcastville. This episode of the Grow From Your Heart podcast is brought to you by my friends at seedsherenow.com. Seedsherenow.com offers seeds from all of the industry's leading breeders, including TH Seeds, Swamp Boys Genetics and of course Irie Genetics. Everything at SeedsHereNow.com is backed by an award winning satisfaction guarantee and for my friends on a tight budget SeedsHereNow.com offers several packs for under $30 as well as amazing monthly sales. Make sure to use coupon code GFYH10 while checking out to save a few bucks. Once again, that is coupon code GFYH10 while checking out at SeedsHereNow.com SeedsHereNow.com Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. I'm your host. My friends call me Rasta Jeff. This is episode 706 of the Grow From Your Heart podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk about King Solomon and how I select male plants for breeding. Before we get to that part of the show, let's do a few shout outs to a few of those great folks who continue to support the show on Patreon. Let's kick it off with the big Grow From Your Heart podcast. Thank you. Shout out to Stoned Trout Bum. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Roll This Nug and Growing Tennessee. Let's send a big thank you shout out to Roll Me One Kenobi and Mr. Mean Green. I want to send a thank you shout out to Noah N. and Jay Dutch. Let's send a fist bump to Daniel and ADHD Grower. Let's send a thank you shout out to Nomi by My Guacamole and Polo Paul. Then let's wrap it all up with a big Grow From Your Heart podcast thank you shout out to Shoe Trader 101 Big thanks and big shout out to everybody who continues to support the show on Patreon. If you are not already supporting the show and you would like to learn how to do so, all you have to do is visit www.patreon.com forward slash grow from your heart. All of the information you need will be right there on the screen, and you know I do include a link in the show notes and in the video description to make it nice and easy for all of my friends. All right, I don't want to ramble too much here at the start of the show. Let's jump into the main topic of this episode. We are going to talk about King Solomon and selecting male plants. I got a message from our friend Darcy, and it goes a little bit like this. It says, Hey, Rasta Jeff, let me start with how much I love your work. The podcast has kept me company for years, and I have learned a lot from you. That is a great compliment. I love knowing that people are learning from me, and I love knowing that uh, the podcast keeps you company. I listen to a lot of podcasts myself. I listen when I'm driving, when I'm working, uh, when I just need some entertainment, and it is like hanging out with some of your best friends. You get to pick and choose who you listen to. Uh, Sometimes it's better than having your friends around because you can just press pause, mute, next, skip whenever you want. You can hear good entertaining shit. So I'm glad and I'm excited and grateful that you are choosing me. Thank you for choosing me to be in your ear rambling at you all day. I do appreciate that. Uh, And also, I'm glad you're learning from me. That is the goal here. Let me keep going because I can get rambly quite quickly. It says, I am also a huge fan of your breeding work. Thank you. It says, I was also lucky enough to score some lemon Jeffrey a while back, and they were beautiful plants that grew the most amazing daytime weed. Super energetic, social, and she was a beauty. That's a great compliment. Thank you. It goes on. It says, I now want to start making some seeds of my own. Yeah, that is the natural progression. A lot of people start growing, they get good at growing, then they realize I want to breed and see what I can create. That is a very natural progression. That's kind of how we ended up where I am today. It says, after, uh, after years of hearing you speak about King Solomon, I thought your genetics might be a good place to start. I could not get any arise seeds in my area, but I was able to score some dark hollow. That will still be great. That'll be a great project. So many people are breeding with the Rise that you will set yourself apart by breeding with the Dark Hollow. So that's a good start. It says, my plan is to search this pack for a breeding male, then hit that pollen to some proven females. That is a really good strategy. There are a couple of things I want to touch on before I get too much further. A lot of breeders in this industry, in this game, in this community, do not like it when new growers or growers or breeders work with their stuff for breeding purposes. They find it, uh, they are territorial, they are possessive, they want to have some control over their plants. I don't feel that way. If you have acquired seeds or plants of mine, uh, if you paid for them, if you traded for them, if you didn't steal them, uh, even if you did steal them, I can't stop you. Um, You have permission, rights, um, my blessings to breed with the seeds that I have made. I did not invent cannabis. I didn't Uh, pull seeds out of the sky. I didn't fart out some seeds and breed with those. I used seeds and plants that were bred by other breeders before me. So I find no problem in breeding with my stock. If you find a, a male or a female in a pack of my seeds that you want to work with, I highly encourage and promote you to do the breeding work. The only thing I can ask for is credit. If you sell those seeds, if you post them anywhere, if the pictures of those buds get any recognition, when you do list the cross, Give me some credit. Put that that was a dark hollow male from Irie Genetics that it was used for the pollen donor, or put that it was a strawberry starburst, or a orange gasm, or a sunkiss female. Whatever you use, just give me credit. That's all that I really want. Also. A few seeds would be cool. If you want to send me beans, that would be polite. However, I don't have time or space to run them right now anyway. So that wouldn't be uh, too much of a setback if I didn't get that pack. If you did send them, I would find time to run them. And when I do run them, I would send you a clone of the keeper is usually how that works. Anyway, I wanted to make sure that people do uh, know, realize, and understand you've got full permission to breed with the seeds you've acquired from me. Once you pay for those, they're yours. It's like If you bought a a Ferrari and the car dealer tried to tell you, now you can't drive this car like an asshole. What is the point? You bought a Ferrari. You want to drive like an asshole. Go have fun. I feel the same about my seeds. Now I said there was a couple of things I wanted to unpack in that statement. One more thing I want to talk about. You have got a pack of dark hollow seeds and you are looking for a male. One thing I always say is when we get seeds, when we get a seed pack, we're probably going to get, you've probably got a 10 pack. You're probably going to find approximately five males, five females. Something I want to mention is when it comes to breeding, I never use the first male plant of the bunch that shows me it's a boy for my breeding project. That first plant to display male traits, in my opinion, is going to be too much male for the mix. Let me try to explain what I mean. That first dude to show you that he's a boy is just too much testosterone. Maybe he's There's nothing wrong with that plant, but I wouldn't use him for breeding. He's going to put too much of himself into the offspring. A lot of times my goal when I'm breeding is to mix or blend the male and the female and have traits of both parent plants show in the offspring. If we use a male plant that is too dominant, we're just going to be reproducing that male plant in all of the progeny. So if you cross that male plant to strawberry, to orange, to bubblegum. You're going to wash out the orange and the strawberry and the bubblegum and just recreate more of that male plant because he's got too much of his genetics into the mix. So a lot of times I completely skip the first and second male to start showing me that they are male plants. Oftentimes those are really tall, really stretchy, really fibrous plants, and we don't want to breed tall, stretchy, fibrous offspring. We want to make vigorous, potent offspring. So get rid of those tall, stretchy dudes that are just going to make tall, stretchy offspring. We're not trying to make hemp here. We want to make cannabis. So I would get rid of the first, maybe even the second dude to show me that it's a dude. I usually work with that third or fourth male out of a group of five. Honestly, I would rather have more seeds to choose from, but if you've got quality seeds, you will find a keeper in that 10 pack. You will find a boy worth working with. Now, I think I've unpacked the two things I wanted to talk about in there. Let's move forward and read more of this message. It does go on to say, I've always been a fan of the strain specific episodes. And I was wondering if you would consider doing one on King Solomon to help me find a boy with similar traits to help me understand what makes him special compared to other male plants. All right, that is a great question. Uh, I love that you appreciate these strain-specific episodes. Sometimes I feel like those are uh, bragging or tooting my own horn or advertising or whatever, but I love that you guys appreciate those, so thank you. So in this episode, what I'm going to try to do is kind of a mashup. We're going to talk about Solomon. We're going to talk about his traits, what he is, why I selected him, why he works so well for me. In that same process, we're going to talk about everybody else selecting a male plant for a breeding project. What we have to keep in mind here is we've got different goals or possibly different goals. I don't know your total outcome goal here. Uh, you said you want to cross the dark hollow with a few proven females, and then we'll see what that does. I don't know your ultimate goal. My goal is to make seeds for commercial production and for retail sales. There's, I've got a goal. Uh, my seeds have to work in a variety of grow spaces. Uh, they've got to germinate well. Uh, They've got to give us what we're expecting. I don't know your goal. So we've got different goals. We've also got a different male plant to work with here. So it's all about the goal. Keep that in mind that we've got different goals and different starting ingredients, but I'm sure that you can follow along. So let's jump right into it and talk about what is King Solomon. King Solomon is a specially selected male plant from a batch of Arise F1 seeds. What the heck does that mean? I took a Golden Goat female and a Daybreaker male, and I pollinated the Golden Goat female. That made a rise F1. From that batch of Arise F1 seeds, I found a male that stood out to me in many ways for many reasons. That male has been named King Solomon. I've got one plant that is a dude with his own specific name. That's how much I like him. That's how much I rely on him. Uh, That's how successful he has been. And if you're curious about the name, uh, that is some Torah, biblical stuff. Research King Solomon. Uh, King Solomon was a king. He could have had anything he wanted. His weaknesses was that he loved the ladies. So I named my male plant Solomon because he has pollinated a lot of ladies. He's doing work spreading his generations. So King Solomon is an Arise F1 male, just an Arise male selected from a batch of seeds. I loved the way he grew. I knew he was going to stick around. I gave him his own name. He is King Solomon. I call him Saul. I call him Sully. He gets a lot of names around here he gets a lot of love so that is king solomon an f1 arise male now let's talk about uh why i chose that male why did i choose him i grew out a bunch of seeds and i ran a bunch of male plants side by side and this is the one that stood out why i really liked the vigor this plant has got hyper vigor he vegges super quickly he flowers super quickly a lot of people tell me that they have to adjust their scheduling differently because they are growing a rise crosses in their grow and the plants veg so quickly, they can cut off a week or two weeks of veg time. So that is how quickly a rise grows. That trait from that male plant that passes on to most of his offspring. So he's got great vigor. That is one of the main traits that I like about him. He is also known for having good resistance. Many of his progeny, the offspring he makes, are resistant to pathogens, powdery mildew, mold, and also bugs like spider mites. You see a lot of these plants don't get as badly affected by bugs as many other plants in the garden. I also really like the shape and the structure of King Solomon. He's got a good shape and a good structure, and that translates into the plants that come from him. His progeny have a good shape and a good structure and hyper vigor, so that is really important for a male plant. Now let's talk about one of the most obvious and most important traits that come from King Solomon. Solomon is known for passing on extremely high potency. Everything Solomon touches turns to gold, in my opinion. It comes out vigorous, it's got good structure, it grows quite quickly, and it is super potent. Sometimes I call King Solomon the fixer or the corrector plant, because I'll have a female plant that I really like the way that it grows, but it's just missing something. Maybe it's not putting out enough harvest weight. Maybe it's not putting out enough potency. Maybe it doesn't grow quickly enough. So I will pollinate it with King Solomon. And that seems to improve and put other plants into turbo charge. Whatever I pollinate it with, the offspring is the female plant plus turbo. It is the female plant plus more trichomes more potency and more vigor and more harvest weight. So that's a big part of why Solomon is a great male. He adds resistance, he adds vigor, he adds potency, and he doesn't disrupt the flavor too much. If I have a female plant that's got a great flavor, I know that Saul is going to go in there and fix the structure, the potency, and he's going to leave that flavor that the female's got. So I can find that good balance. That's why I like to cross it to uh, you've seen it cross to a strawberry plant, not a strawberry, but a strawberry flavored plant, an orange flavored plant, a blueberry flavored plant, because I like to keep those terps and those flavors in there, but I want to add that vigor, that potency. I think it's really coming from King Solomon. So that potency is a main factor that everybody relies on. We love that potency. I also love that it is a fixer. Like I said, if there's a plant that's just not performing the way that I need it to, pollinate it with King Solomon. The seeds that come from that will be that original female plus turbo plus bonus plus diesel plus supercharge because we hit it with King Solomon. It gives it that potency and then it doesn't ruin the flavor, but it gives it, it just turbocharges the flavor. It kind of adds a little gas to it, a little funk to it. And who doesn't love a little gas, a little funk added to almost any strain you're smoking. So that's a big part of why we chose Solomon. Let me take a look at these notes here. Uh, It does not ruin the buzz, and it doesn't overpower the crosses. It lets the female shine. That's something I find important. Uh, If we're trying to make a cross, I like to see the male traits and the female traits in the cross. So I want that potency, the vigor, the aggression from Arise, but then I still want those strawberry terps and that plant structure, and I want to see both of them in the mix, and Arise tends to not over-dominate in the crosses. So that is basically why I have chosen King Solomon Uh, He adds vigor, he adds aroma, he adds potency, uh, he adds resistance, he fixes things. If you've got a plant that is not living up to par, that is doing a lot of great things, but it's missing something, King Solomon likely will add what it is missing. That's why I've chosen to breed almost everything in my garden gets pollinated by King Solomon and then we see what it does. Now let's talk about your breeding project. Your project is different than mine. It starts off different because you've got a different male. Uh, we can't make the same thing because you don't have the same male as me, which is good. I'm already making a rise crosses. A lot of people are already making a rise crosses. You're going to make some dark hollow crosses, which will be great, but we've got to, I want to help you select your male and give you some ideas of how to select that dude. Um, what is your goal? The most important part of any breeding project is knowing a goal. What do you want to do? What do you want to create? What, what are you lacking? What is not in your garden? Maybe you've got a female plant that you want to fix. What is that female plant not giving you? Before you do this cross, before you chuck any pollen, write down the male plants you're going to use, the male plant you are going to use, and the female plants you're going to use. List the females. Then make kind of a prediction, a hypothesis, a theory. What are these crosses going to be like once you make them? If you cross this dark, hollow male to female number one, What is your predicted goal? What will the aromas and flavors be like? How will it grow? What phenotypes are you looking for? Why did you do this? List that for every cross you're about to make. Then make the cross. Then the funnest part is growing out those seeds to see what you did. The only way to find out what your male plant is doing uh, to the crosses is by pollinating several females and then growing those out and looking at the differences in those crosses. When you cross it to strawberry, does it still taste like strawberry or does it taste like strawberry or did we wash that out? When you cross it to blueberry, does it taste like blueberry or did we wash that out? Did it get the vigor of the male plant, the terps of the female? What's it doing? Find out what it is contributing to the mix. If you just cross it to one plant, you're only going to see one set of traits. It's hard to identify what the male is doing unless it's really obvious. If you put it to several females, we can really see what the effects are on all of those different female plants. So I would start off by looking for a plant with the structure you are looking for. How do you want your future plants to be shaped? I like kind of taller plants because I like those uh, sativa dominant plants with big colas because I like a lot of herb and I like a, uh, a really head ripping head buzz. And I think sativa dominant, tall, skinny plants give me that head buzz I'm looking for. So I would look for tall, skinny plants with long, skinny leaves. Maybe that's not what you want. Find the leaf shape and plant structure that you want. We know that bigger, whiter leaves are usually more indica dominant Skinnier leaves are going to be more sativa-dominant. Find the leaf shape and plant structure that suits your goal. What are you looking for? Then one thing to think about is aroma and flavor. What does this plant smell like? Give it a stem rub. Smell your fingers. Does it smell like vomit? Does it smell like trash can? Does it smell like fruit? Does it smell like berries? What are you looking for? I really like a male plant that smells like vomit. If the male plant smells acrid and gross, that's probably going to translate into good stuff in the offspring. Keep in mind, this is one ingredient. This isn't the total equation. You're going to add that dirty, stinky socks, gasoline, and bar trash can to other things and see how they mix together. So I really like a male that's got a nasty, gross, acrid, putrid, vomit, bar trash can kind of aroma. Now, another really important thing to think about, in my opinion, is flowering time. Do you want plants to take a long time to flower? In my opinion, longer flowering plants get better potency. I just like that longer flowering plant. I feel like it can do something more with the potency. The buzz is better. Or do you need a rush plant that gets out of there in eight weeks? Then I would find a male that finishes the flowers in eight weeks. If you need a plant that finishes sooner, I would find a faster flowering male. The only way to do that is to let the males flower out in the test room. So let me talk about that for a little bit. I might not even pollinate with the first run of growing this male plant. I might grow out five male plants and finish them. Let them go nine weeks. Let them go 10 weeks and see what they do at week 10. You may watch one plant bulk up. It may stop making pollen. It may keep making pollen. Those are things to look for. How does that plant act at a few weeks into flower? Seven, eight, nine. Does it do weird shit? Does it give you nutrient issues? Does it start doing, does it explode with growth? Does it stop putting out trichomes? Does it start putting out trichomes? Pay attention to that. Grow that male plant out as long as you can. Then the next time you run it is when you want to collect the pollen and do the pollination. I wouldn't collect pollen if you've got multiple dudes around because who knows, uh, it's going to be a Maury situation. We won't know who the baby daddy is if you've got multiple dudes around. So grow those dudes out, flower them, see what they do, see how they perform, how do they handle nutrients, how do they handle light, what's going on, lay it in flower. A lot of people don't even know what a male plant is going to look like at week 10. Get your boys to week 9, week 10, see what they do, pick one from there then do the pollination in the next run. That's what I would do. So then that is the main part. You get to do pollination, pollinate the plants, then finish those seeds. Then that is when we really get to do the test. Germinate those seeds. Do they germinate? If they don't germinate, I wouldn't really continue too far making more of those seeds. Then after pollination is the fun part. You get to wait for the seeds to finish. Then you get to harvest them. Pull the seeds out of each plant that you pollinated. Keep them separate. Make sure they're labeled so you know what you're growing. Then grow as many as you can. I don't know your legalities. I don't know your limitations, but I would grow at least 10 of each one and take a lot of notes, see what they do. Compare similarities and differences between each cross. Then we can see what that male plant is doing to the mix. If you don't like what he did, don't be afraid to throw those seeds away. Give them away, flush them, whatever you want to do. Just let people know that that wasn't a winner. Don't sell them as winner seeds. That'll mess up your reputation, but try again. Don't be afraid to try again. I have thrown away a lot of seeds. Don't be shy to throw seeds away. Feed them to the birds. Use them as compost. Don't put out shitty seeds to the community, please. But the main way to find out what you've done, the only way really to find out what you've done is to grow those seeds. And it's really fun, in my opinion, Growing a male plant, finding a male, then pollinating some multiple female plants, then growing those and seeing the similarities and the differences in all of those plants. If you've grown uh, anything of mine that's been crossed to a rise, if you've grown more than one or two of those crosses, you can see what Solomon is doing and what the females are doing to that cross. After a lot of growing and breeding, it will become very obvious to you what the male plant is doing and what the female is doing. You'll start to identify that very quickly quickly. Uh, It's like learning your children. You can say, oh, you got that from your father, or you got that from your mother. You'll start to see that, and it becomes very natural, very obvious very quickly. I think that is called developing an eye for breeding, and it took me a long time to do that, but now I can just look at plants and I go, man, I need to pollinate that girl with Solomon, and it will make this. And then 90% of the time, my predictions in my head come out exactly how I expected them. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys, girls, pimps, hoes, friends, foes, smokers, growers, clone cutters, pollen chuckers, my friend Darcy, thank you guys for listening to this episode. My throat is burning out. My voice is going to be completely gone here pretty soon, so it is time for me to wrap up this episode. I hope you learned a lot. I hope I answered your question. Um, I choose my mail based on the goal. Then I check for a certain criteria. How is it shaped? How is it smell? How does it grow? Does it give me enough pollen to make seeds? How long is that pollen window? Does it make trichomes? Does it make colors? How does it smell? DJ Short smokes his male plants. He dries out the buds and smokes the flowers. I don't do that. DJ Short does that. Maybe that's something you will do. See if that male plant gives you a buzz. Then once you've selected your male plant that you find appropriate, pollinate your female plants. Then pollinate multiple females is my advice. Then grow out as many of those as you can. Compare notes. See what that male is delivering to the cross. If that male is doing what you want it to do, pollinate a bunch more plants. Continue with filial generations. If it's not doing what you want, get more seeds. Find another dude. Start over. Take a lot of notes. Don't ever be afraid to scrap a breeding project or go backwards. Sometimes that's how it works. We don't always make the right selections. It is always about selection. All right. That's all I've got for you for this episode. I feel like my voice is about to be completely gone. I'll check in with you in a few days. I want to give a giant shout out to my buddy Billy Bong Smokin. And until next time, take a fat dab and give your mom a hug for me.